You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session five. I really cannot believe we are already at session five with Sam. I am so pumped for you to listen to this one. I think it is going to be so helpful for your sales process. I think it is going to be so helpful for you to hear more of Sam's mindset around certain things that are coming up as it relates to sales and her scholarship. And I just think some of the specifics of the strategy that we're talking about here are just going to be massively useful. So I will stop the chitter chatter and dive right into the episode because I know it is going to be one that really helps your sales and really helps you simplify. Okay. Give me an update. I'm so excited. 34 applications. Freaking amazing. Tell me, tell me all the things. Yeah. So um, basically, like I had put it out there at first and I got a couple of applications coming through. And then really what made the biggest difference was when you were like, you know, you told me when I'm posting in the Facebook groups, use that tag someone if or Mm. please share if you know anyone if. And as soon as I did that, you know, so I was like, tag someone, you know, who is, you know, just starting their business and they're struggling or, you know, whatever. And it like went fucking gangbusters. It was like out of control. So I did it at night and literally like by the time I went to bed, like two hours later, I had had like 20 comments across all of these different groups. So actually, that's when you got shut down from Facebook for a little bit. No, that wasn't even when I got shut down. I got shut down later when I was posting about my social media VA, which was like even worse because I was like, I'm literally trying to find someone to pay like this is rude. So no, but um, but yeah, so then and then I just kept so at that point, like when I went back and cross-referenced like people who had commented on the post but hadn't submitted an application yet. So I like reminded them. So I had a lot of people be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Yes, I need to do that. I need to get that in. Um, And I just like kind of followed up with people and then I scheduled calls with everyone. Yes. I love that you followed up too. Like I think that's so perfect and so smart because it's like one of those things too where people like really feel like you care too you know and that's just so important yeah and I definitely like basically the way I was thinking of it is like you had to follow up with me multiple times so like (laughs) that's kind of what I was like thinking of Something that I really want to point out is our conversation around follow-up that happened in this session. So I love how Sam mentioned that I had to follow up with her a few times because I did, right? And why that's not bad and how she's feeling really pumped to follow up. If I see one area that most business owners are missing, it's doing follow-up really well. There is, you know, this this sales statistic that gets thrown around all the time, but it's so true, which is that 80% of sales are closed after the fifth follow-up. That means you're maybe leaving 80% of sales on the table if you're not following up. Even if I look at this example that Sam used of me following up with her multiple times, like this has turned out to be the best thing. She was the exact right person. 
all I had to do was send a few extra messages. It was not a ton of time. It was not a ton of effort. What it requires is not making it mean something. And that's where most people get stuck on follow-up. They think, well, if that person really wanted it, they would have already said yes. Or, you know, she's obviously blowing me off. Or we're making all these stories up in our head. And if you can take those stories away from follow-up and just see follow-up as a statistically really smart and important thing to do in your business, you will be so shocked at how many more sales you make, how much your bottom line increases, and how much you see your sales process improve. So I followed up with some people and I basically scheduled calls with everyone, even people who their application came across as like, "Mm, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. Um, I still scheduled calls with them because, you know, some people just come across different, you know, when they're writing versus when they're on a call. So that worked out well. I ended up having, I think, 28 calls in the span of one week, which was very aggressive. (laughs) Very aggressive. Yeah. I was like, so it was basically all last week. And then I had a few calls over the weekend just like so that, you know, people could work it with their schedules. And then I finished up last night. And then I was also having calls with my social media VA applicants last week as well. So that it was just pure insanity last week, but it's fine. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, whatever. We're past it. Totally. And and you're setting yourself up to go to that training and go into the holidays and it's just a totally different place. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like, you know, obviously like that was a total outlier of a week, which was fine. And like, um, I definitely didn't feel as drained as I do like after I have a lot of client calls. So that was good. And, you know, I kind of obviously after having that many calls, I developed like kind of a script and, um, you know, so they all went well and it, I got a lot of good feedback about just like, you know, oh my God, you're saying all of the things that are like happening in my head and yeah. all that. So that was really good feedback. Like I'm using the, you know, language that's really connecting with my target audience. Um, So that was good. Uh, One thing that I was pretty interesting and I have to go back and count, but um, I had a lot of applicants in the 35 to 50 age range, mm-hmm. which um, I was not expecting. Um, so some of them were moms, stay-at-home moms getting back in the workforce, but some of them were just like, you know, due to health reasons or, you know, not wanting to work full-time anymore, but not being ready to retire, they were wanting to start a business. So that was kind of um, interesting. It wasn't all younger people. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's interesting, too, to even hear those reasons because those weren't necessarily things you would have even thought of potentially. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got some people who were like, you know, they were finishing up maternity leave and they didn't want to go back to work. And I was mm-hmm. expecting to get some of that those type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was like really interesting. Um, it just it wasn't all, you know, people under 35 When they were saying the things about, like, you're saying all the things that are happening in my head, what were some of those things specifically that were, like, really resonating with people? So, um, yeah, so on a lot of the discovery calls, I kind of talked about how I really like to encourage my clients to, like, take messy action and how we, like, hear all of these things, especially if you're in the online marketing, online space about, like, you need to be posting to your Instagram feed every day and, Insta stories multiple times a day and blogging, you know, multiple times a week when in reality, like that's just 
a lot of times we're using that as a crutch and an excuse to not actually like do like promote your business, whether it's Mm -hmm. from like fear or perfectionism or, or, you know, imposter syndrome or whatever. Um, and I kind of shared with them how like I was really able to grow my and business to, you know, $50,000 while I was working part time. And I never even had a website at that point. So like Mm -hmm. kind of giving that them that like permission to not be doing those things all the time. And then sharing with them that like, there are other ways that you can be doing targeted lead generation and revenue generating activities that don't involve, you know, creating a shit ton of content every week. Um, and you don't have to have been doing that for like multiple months before you start making money and like kind of giving themselves that permission to start making money like immediately. I love that. Well, and I think what's beautiful too, is that like, it's not like you're saying don't do it. You're just saying like, if that's overwhelming you, we could just find another way. And I think that's what people need so much is that person that's willing to be like, let me meet you where you're at instead of like, no, it's this way or the highway. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, there was just like, I'd, I'd have to like think about it a little bit more, but there, um, it really like, I think that's the reason why I ended up almost developing kind of something of a script because it's, they were all kind of like struggling with the same things, like around being afraid to put themselves out there and like, not a lot of them just kind of didn't know, in terms of like, you know, their pricing and their packaging, what should they be doing and what should they be prioritizing? And, um, you know, system, you know, what systems and processes should they be setting up for their business? And then, um, a good amount of them, obviously were really looking for someone to hold them accountable. Um, so, so yeah, it was good to see that, like, it was interesting to me that I had such a range of like ages and business types and reasons for wanting to start a business, but like the core issues were really consistent across the board. Yeah. Well, I think that's like why something like this is so magical. Like this scholarship thing is because you just have like epic clarity now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like you're like, I know what your pain points are. I basically generated a script for it. I know how to make you feel like I'm in your head. I know what things I'm saying that are really resonating, et cetera, et cetera. And like, that is just so unbeatable in terms of <laughs> marketing off of that point because you know exactly where to start now. And so when you do go to write content or whatever, you just have like such a clear picture in your head now. Like, I mean, yeah, it took 28 hours of calls or whatever. Well, not 28 hours, but right. Like it took a significant amount of time, but at the same time, like such a worthwhile investment. Okay, you guys, something I want to point out is that Sam did 28 calls in one week. Like, how badass is that? And listen, if you're someone that does not have time for that or does not have space for that, I'm not saying, oh my God, 20 is the magic number. It has to be that. But what I'm saying is that I see so many people that are new in this space kind of take this mentality of like, it's really hard to get people on the phone. I don't know how to get people on the phone. Like, she made this whole process happen really from square one because she has not been visible. People do not know her as a coach, right? And got 28 people on the phone in one week right? Because she believed it was possible because she got resourceful about it because she got a strategy in place. I want you to ask yourself, are you willing to do that? And do you believe that's possible for you? 
Imagine what could shift in your business if you were willing to get on that many calls in one week. I'll tell you that for me, that is the single thing that changed the game in my business at the beginning. And I think it will be for Sam's too. Obviously we'll get to see how that plays out. And I'm not saying that it's a perfect process, but what I am saying is that willingness to get people on the phone and to believe that people wanna get on the phone with you is an absolute game changer. Yeah, for sure. And it was great. Like, uh, I had a few people ask me, you know, if they don't get the scholarship, could we still work together? And if they did get the scholarship, would they be, you know, do I, you know, would they be able to continue working with me after the scholarship? (laughs) I love how they're already asking to continue. So it's just like, yes, like, of course, you can keep giving me your money. Like, of course, you can do that. So, so that was really nice and and great. Um, there was, you know, obviously a few people who I kind of had to be like, all right, well, you have some issues, like obviously with your business that we can like I can help you with, and like your mindset, which is obviously a big part of, you know, the success of your business and building something that's going to serve the life that you want to build. But there were a few people that I had to be like, well, I'm not a therapist, so I can't speak to that like I can't speak to you having a partner that doesn't support you really or um you know things like that um so that was kind of like definitely brought me a little bit to my um you know out of my comfort zone just like how to handle those situations which I do think that this training I'm going to in November is really going to help that because um the trainer she's like super all about like being like having really high integrity as a coach and like you're not a therapist like and drawing that line for people um so that was like just interesting and I'm sure like that will happen as I continue to coach more um but I had to be super clear with some people like these are the things I can help you with like these are the things that are outside of my realm of expertise. Totally. And I think that line is different for everybody, right? But I think it's just knowing what yours is. Like you obviously noticed that when Mm -hmm. it popped up, like when they were talking about like having relationship difficulties or whatever, you like feel the line where somebody else might be like, oh, I could like coach around that or whatever. I could be a relationship coach in that arena or whatever it is. And it's like, there's no right or wrong. There's just you paying attention to like is this in the realm of something that feels good to me? And if not, I just want to be super transparent about it. And if yes, amazing, right? Right, right, for sure. And I think you're obviously going to expand your your repertoire there, but you still have a specific skill set that you want to market to and you want to coach around. So it's kind of like keeping it, keeping it in that area where you feel like you're getting to make the most impact for you. Right, yeah. For sure. So it was good. It was definitely like, I think, really valuable. Obviously, even if I didn't get any paying clients from it, I still think it would be, you know, would have been a really valuable exercise. So one of the things that I want to point out is how useful the market research that we're getting from this exercise is. I cannot stress enough how valuable I think this is. I'm so not a believer when people say, like, don't do anything for free. What I really believe is there's always different exchanges in our business. This exchange happens to be one that is so worth it for Sam. She even said, um, this was still valuable even if I don't get paying clients, right? And that's such an important mindset that gets people to six figures because it's the long-term thinking. 
They're not like, I can only do the one thing right now that makes me money. They're like, I can see how this is playing the long game and I can see how this exercise is so valuable and I'm getting so much out of it, even if it's not one client in this moment. That is six-figure thinking, number one. And number two, the market research and the theme she's hearing, like how she was hearing she's saying all the things that are in their head. That confirmation, that clarity is so valuable and so important and is going to move her business forward in, in ways that it never would have if she had just been like, I just have to have one client and that's it. No, she's like, I have to learn as much as I can from these 28 people and that's what ultimately grows my business and that's what ultimately makes me sales. That mentality, that strategy, that mindset and that execution is so on point here and I just want you to see that playing out. So let's talk about getting paying clients from it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I kind of, um, like I primed everyone. I was like, don't worry, you're going to hear from me either way next week. So um, I started doing that. And so I kind of have figured out, like, obviously, I want to reach out to everyone who is not going to get I have to decide who's going to get the scholarship okay. like today or tomorrow. I have like three people that I'm kind of like honing that I think are the top three. So I have to go back through my notes and their applications and just make a decision around that. Um and so Sorry, tell me really quick, mm-hmm. just because I think this is a really important conversation here. What is making the top three, the top three? Like, what are the things that, sta- that are standing out most to you there that's making you most interested in them? Yeah. So I actually had a few people and like, obviously I really, you know, thought that they were super engaged by asking this, but I had a few people say like, what are, you know, who are you looking for mm-hmm. in the scholarship winner? And I was kind of like, I don't, I, you know, really Good had to question. think on the fly because yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Right. Cause I'm kind of like a lot of times I do work from my gut on things like that. So, um, you know, I kind of told them like, I was, you know, nervous about doing the free scholarship because, you know, people need to have skin in the game. So I kind of forced you to have skin in the game via your time by having a long landing page, a longer application. In the application, it says, you know, do you commit to, you know, showing up for yourself and your business and doing these calls and and then doing the call, you know, doing a discovery call? Because obviously, like, if they didn't respond to me to set up a discovery call, like, they're automatically Mm -hmm. out. So I kind of use that as a way where, like, they need to – they're already committed to a certain extent, you know, via the time that they've already given me. Um, You know, so I kind of told the people who asked that, you know, I'm really looking for someone who is going to show up for themselves and their business because, like, how it would really suck to get halfway through and then someone drops off just because – they're, you know, quote unquote, busy or whatever. Right. So obviously that's a big thing. So if I kind of felt like someone was like, yeah, you know, those people who are like, yeah, I'm so ready. Like I'm going to do this. And then it's like, you're not, (laughs) you're not going to do it. You just, you can just get a feeling basically. Yeah. Like you're lying to yourself and that's fine. And I said that in the, um, I think I said that in the landing page, like this is not for people who like always talk about doing things and like never Mm -hmm. seem to get anything off the ground. Like I'm not here for you. So, um, like, cause I'm an action taker. So that would really piss me off. (laughs) So, um, and then, you know, I also said like, obviously, you know, someone who's going to be like, you know, radical personal responsibility, like I'm here to help you, but you have to do the work. Like I'm not, I can't do the work for you. And, um, and then I also just told them, you know, like, and this kind of probably speaks to like my gut thing, like, you know, I'm going to be spending kind of a lot of time with this person. So I want to like vibe with them. Like, I'm not really interested in, and coaching someone, even if they're a paid someone to, you know, if I'm going to be dreading getting on calls with them. 
that's really important. Yeah, like I don't need the money that badly. I don't need the money at all. Like, so it's just like I I want to coach people who are like going to light me up and feel like I'm going to be excited to talk to them and help them. So there was like some discovery calls that I was taking notes on. And, you know, they they were some of them were like a fine, you know, good fit, but not for the scholarship. Like they're not really like lighting me up really. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're good. And I would totally work with them if they're paying me. (laughs) And then there was some people that were like, definitely not a good fit across the board. Hard no. So, um, I kind of just like tried to feel that out. I was, I was doing all these calls. So for the top three, like you just felt like they were maybe like the most motivated, the most likely to take action. You enjoyed them the most, like nothing specific that we can go, ooh, they all have this in common, which is really interesting, which like it doesn't have to be or not have to be. I'm just wondering, is there like any big insight we should gain from that? Yeah. I mean, I think I have to look at their, when I go and look at their applications and their, my notes again today, I think they were all service-based businesses. Um, one of them is definitely an Enneagram eight, like could tell that like (laughs) immediately. Um, like I put that in my notes, but they're kind of service-based businesses. They, um, all of them have like kind of, they, I think all of them have like just started or like they've been in business for less than a year, kind of trying to do it on their own. And so they're really like ready to have someone to help them like really start to do this thing like quickly. Um, but yeah, I'll have to see if like anything else pops up to me that they have in common beyond that. Yeah. Not like, not the hugest thing ever, right. But just like always like useful to note, like if you're like, oh my God, they all have this one trait, then we can like market to that trait, obviously. Right. (laughs) Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to look at that. So you kind of had left it with all of them basically like you're going to let them know next week no specifics around like what how many you were picking did you say one are they I said mm-hmm. one like I was like your one person is getting the scholarship I, I told them all they'll hear from me like I'm gonna choose to like by tomorrow so they'll he- hear from me by the end of this week because we're gonna start next week yeah um so um yeah so I kind of like they're they are all expecting to hear from me so I think, you know, the pitch is going to need to be like via email. And then obviously if they like want to hop on a call, another call, we can do that. Um, I'm planning on doing that, like the $5,000 investment for the full six months of coaching. So that's that like initial price right. that I'm going to do at $833 a month. Um, so um they're going to – if they want to do a deposit to start in the new year, like, it's just one the, – their first month and, like, that'll be applied to their first month. So it's, like, they're commit. it's enough money so that they're committed, but it's not like they're, like, you know, paying anything extra or anything like that. Um, um, let me just offer something there. Mm-hmm. I think you could even go lower than their first month. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking um, – about five. I was thinking about five hundred initially. Yeah, I would. I would even say you could split that in half or whatever. Like you could go. I mean, you know, like four fifteen or something like that. But the reason I say that is because I do think, like, just mindset wise, eight thirty three for a down payment to be used in two months does feel like a huge mindset jump there. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really not about how much money they put down. It's about like getting them to commit and sign the contract and be all in. Right. And secondarily, like I actually want them to put down money that first month instead of that kind of almost like being a thing they did a while ago because it kind of reinvests them in it. Right. Okay. So I would consider just going a little bit lower, especially with like holidays coming up and stuff where it doesn't feel like this huge mindset gap to be like, wow, I'm paying something in October. I'm not going to see it till January. Like I just would say like, let's make that even simpler for them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm like, I just really want it to be like enough where they're like, they feel committed. You know what I mean? They're not going to like drop off like, you know, and write it off as a loss and not actually do it in January. Well, let me just give you one other thing there, which is like, actually, you want to know. Right. Like, and so what I mean by that is like, say they put down 415 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they skip town. Beautiful. You don't have to coach someone like that. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Which sounds funny, but do you know what I mean? Like, we don't want anyone where it's like, because that's really important to you. I know that is like that they're really going to show up and take action. And so like. If they prove to not do that or not be that and like come January, like they're nowhere to be found. Cool. You can keep the 450 bucks, but at least you don't have to coach them because now you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's definitely like I don't – I guess that's true. Yeah, like I don't – I want – if they're going to ghost, then they can ghost and I don't have to waste my time on them. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so, and then I've been trying to think about the fast action bonus, which you were talking about a little bit in base camp, because I just like, don't realistically, I don't have time to create it like this week or next week. Right. Um, so I was kind of trying to think of something that I could offer that would like be my time at a later date, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah. So I kind of was thinking either like we could do like a 90 minute intensive to start, which I don't know how enticing that would be because like they're already getting 12 calls at one on one calls out of me. So they, I don't know how enticing that would be. And then I thought about, um, or I thought about offering a 90 minute check-in call, like anytime during the three to six months after they finish the program or yeah, like something like that is kind of what I was trying to land on. Like something that I can do, that I don't actually have to create right now because I just don't have – I know I don't have time to do that. For sure. So I think I maybe mentioned this piece in Basecamp, but um, tell me what comes up for you here. But the thing that comes up for me is doing something really specific. And so, mm-hmm. like, we could do an intensive, but I would love for it to be on, like, a very specific targeted topic. Another thing we could do, I think is what I said, is more like a um, – Oh, right. And digital strategy audit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the third thing. Yeah. So then so then I was thinking like because I think you said social media, but I was thinking about just doing like an overall like digital strategy audit. Totally. So I could. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think about I feel like out of those three things, probably the audit or the intensive after the fact would probably be the most enticing. I don't really think the 90 minute like intensive at the beginning is like specific enough or like, you know, they're going to really like, I don't think that's going to make the difference for them. So I would definitely recommend doing the audit then. And I'll tell you why. Um, the, the after, (laughs) I was going to say the after party, um, (laughs) what's wrong with me? Um, the after thing 
is is just some a, a position I don't want to see you put yourself in because what if we want them to resign at that point? Oh right, duh. That's a good point. You know, or or go into a different program, or like who the fuck knows in six months right. what right. what we may have in store for them, right? Right, right. Um, so I think doing like the digital strategy audit makes the most sense. I also think what's really helpful, and this is something we haven't gone too deep in, but I think is is really important, is we want to be selling your expertise in that way, that, like that you run mm-hmm. that the agency that you've been doing this for years, that you're an expert in that. That's going to sell your coaching. Like you're not just coming in going, I'm a coach. Right. Yesterday I was doing something totally different. Today I'm a business coach. It's like, because I've been in this space and running an agency on this for years, I fucking get this, right? And so when you can offer the strategy or the audit on that, I think you're just going to get so much consistency in your message that way, but also just so much more interest. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to do that then, and then I'm going to make it if they book, like, you know, in the next two, it's basically like November 15th would be the cutoff. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to do that. Um, and I get like, I'm going to have to pitch them all via email. So I have to like, think about how I'm going to write that email in a way that is like salesy. I don't know, but not too, you know what I mean? Like it's a hard pitch, but it's not too salesy. Like, obviously I know if I was on a call with them, it would be fine. So I have to like, kind of try and write that email and like, today and tomorrow so that I can sell it or that so that I can send it like tomorrow late in the day probably yeah I think the thing to remember here is that it's gonna it's <laughs> what's that saying it's basically like a shit sandwich right yeah um like you're gonna want to say something really wonderful you're gonna have to tell them they didn't get picked and then you're gonna want to say something really wonderful again and then you're gonna want to let them know you know they can work with you right right yeah um what I think uh, people are always most curious about is sort of like, why didn't I get picked? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you can provide some level of, of not personalized feedback necessarily, but some level of like, I, you know, picked our scholarship participant, blah, participant because they had like this quality, this quality, and this quality. I still saw those in many of you. I just couldn't pick everybody like. But if you have that, like, I so see that in you, you're my ideal client. I'd love to support you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's really a beautiful way to say it and share it that helps them see, like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I totally do have those qualities. But, like, of course, you can only pick one person instead of kind of the question, you know, that can come up with, like, but what does that mean and all of that, right? Right, right. Um. So I would focus on that piece first. And then I would be like, and because I like appreciate you applying and taking the time to talk to me, I'd love to give you special pricing. I'd love to give you an extra bonus, like really make it seem like a, not seem it is, (laughs) but like really make sure to hammer the point home of like how much you appreciate them participating in that process and how much you want to like honor that by giving them the opportunity to still get support. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what, what was the, I mean, I think it's pretty fucking obvious, but let's just talk about it for one second. What was the result everyone was saying they wanted? Like, if you could get specific there for a second. What was the result that everybody said they wanted? Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was like kind of inconsistent. Like, they all want to build a business that is going to give them money 
and flexibility was probably the overarching theme. But because I had like some of those older applicants, um, you know, some of them like aren't at a full time job now. Right. Like they are not looking to leave a full time job. Um, some of them like work a part time job now that they really love that they don't want to leave, but they want to build this business like on the side because they enjoy doing it. So like the overarching like what do you want to get out of this program for the most part was just like build a business that is making them money that they don't have to you know kill themselves to do that's going to give them like freedom and flexibility. So, I mean, like, let's just make a distinction here. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be one way or another, but I'm curious. Were, did it feel like they were almost like, I just want to make this like kind of baseline here. I don't really care what it is. I just want to like be able to have the freedom. Or did it feel very much like, I want to like, I really want to see money coming in. I want to make a certain amount. I want to see big numbers. Like, was it more money driven or way more lifestyle driven? It was a mix, but I would say like, so I asked, you know, how much would you need to leave your day job? And um, I made it required. So like most people still answered it, even if they weren't at a job. Right. Um, And it a lot, like a surprising amount, were only in the three to five thousand a month range. Love which, that. Okay. Yeah. So it was definitely, I think, like an amount of money that is gonna like give them a certain level of flexibility. But there were probably only like fifteen percent of maybe twenty. I'd have to go look. Fifteen to twenty percent of the applicants that were like in the. Ten to fifteen thousand dollar a month range, like they're pushing, like you know what I mean. For sure, I actually really like that, and I think that's super helpful to know because I think we had even briefly played with this anyway. But I like the idea of it being something around, like this program helps you get to five k months, mm-hmm. because that's super doable, right? You have done that and well beyond, so it's not like we're capping it at that, but like. We are picking a particular thing that feels doable and connected. So mm-hmm. even the people that are saying 10, they still want to get to five first. So it's not like they're excluded, right? Right. For sure. Um, but I think that's something important to, to think about in the pitch email too, is like how specific can you get there? Because if you can be like, this program is going to take you to 5K months, like this is what we're focused on. This is what I want you to walk away with. Like you're basically reminding them of everything you said on the call, but getting even more drilled down into the specifics. And so when I think about 5K months versus 8.33 a month. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's like I want to I want to try and figure out like how to put it in perspective, like the investment in perspective in the email. You mean the 833 is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like 833, you know, what is 833 to $5,000 a month kind of a thing? Totally. It. <laughs> I don't math, but does 833 add up to 5K? I don't. I don't yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, because I, I, okay. I didn't do it off the monthly. I was like, because I knew like I, what I really want to get it to is like a six, you know, a thousand dollars a month, $6,000 investment. Right. right. So, so I just like lowered it to an amount that like makes sense. So basically that's like one month of pay for six months of coaching. There you go. I think you could be like, Hey, do you like, do you really believe you can make this a 5k a month business? If you do imagine investing 5k and then knowing you could make that back month over month, it's literally one month 
of the results we're going to strive for. Right. Yeah. I would hit on that really hard. You can obviously send me the email and I can like, we can play back and forth with edits on it and stuff too. But um, I think that's totally a no brainer. Like I love how those numbers fit together right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, would you invest 5k if you knew you could make 5k months over and over? Right. Yeah. Total no brainer at that point. Yeah, because five, yeah, it's like $60,000 a year if you're doing 5K months. So it's like less than 10%. That would be like less than 10% of their annual revenue, which I'm probably not going to use that language, but yeah. Well, and it's going to grow too. It's not like once they get to 5K, then they're just <laughs> done there, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, I do think that's a really good way to say it because what I think a question like that does, so the question of, would you spend um, 5K to know how to make 5K months consistently and to be able to replicate that in your business? What that does for them is show them where their belief lies. <laughs> yeah. Because if they really don't even believe that's possible for them, that's going to feel really not true. If they're like, yeah, that's possible for me, that's a super smart investment, that's going to really um weed out the people who really do have the mindset challenges, which we can still help them too, but like slash weed out the people who uh, don't have the belief or that do. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It's almost Um, like they'll self-select out of it. Yeah. And like if somebody says like, you know, I'm still like scared or freaked out or I'm worried about the money or whatever, it's not like you can't walk them through that process and we can totally do that as well. But it's just going to help really clarify for them, like, do I believe in it enough to put that 5K down? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they can still pay it, you know, like, they'll still pay it monthly. So, um, you know, it's not like they're paying 5K up front. Totally. I was going to maybe do, like, a pay in full bonus, but then I'd have to think of a whole other bonus. <laughs> And I don't really care, like, I'm. they're going to pay at the beginning of the month, so I don't know that I care about pay in full right now. Might be, like, something to think about, like, what's a pay in full bonus, but I don't know if I'm going to offer it right now. Yeah, something I always say with pay in full is, like, you want to incentivize it based on how much you want it. Like, I personally don't give that much of a shit at all, so, like, my incentive is, like, $250 or something like that. Right. Because I just don't care. But I have some clients that really care about that. That's like a high value to them. So we have like a huge incentive for that. Yeah. Um, so like quite honestly, if somebody's wanting to pay you in full, you could be like, cool, 4500 paid in full, whatever. Yeah. If that's important to you, right? Yeah. But if it's I, not worth the 500 it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is I don't know if I'm going to at the $5,000 total investment. I don't really know that I want to offer – $500 off because exactly. I'm getting like further away from that price point that I really want to get to. And like, though I prefer to think about my finances, like from a monthly standpoint anyways, like it's more important to me to be making like consistent $15,000 a month, you know, income versus <laughs> like getting cash injections. So, um, so yeah, I don't think I'm going to offer it for this one unless someone asks, but you know, Everything's negotiable, but I'm not going to. Totally. I mean, right. Like if somebody's like, hey, I'd love to pay you in full, you're not going to be like, well, I don't offer that. I mean, we'll figure something out. Right. But like. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's just beautiful to uh, be able to know what the priority is there. And the priority is to get paid the full amount for the work you're going to put in. And so then we just don't have to do anything with that, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so for the email, does that feel pretty clear? Is there any questions coming up? We definitely want to focus on like, what the the person that got picked, what characteristics they have, how many of them have those, how you want to like honor them by giving them this, um, you know, beautiful rate and bonus, anything else that kind of comes, oh, did I say results? And also the 5k month results, um, mm-hmm. anything else that comes up there for you regarding the email or that you want to kind of dive into? No, I don't think so. I'm like, I'm definitely interested, like, Because like I said, I had people asking me about it like already on the calls Mm because like obviously that's where I excel. So I'm not like super worried about the email, but I am curious to see like, um, you know, how many want to get on another call to talk about it or whatever, which is totally fine because like I know I sell well over the phone. Something that I'm loving here is that people are already asking to hire her on the phone. That's the confidence and the belief mixed together. I think that we're all always looking for like the perfect sales script or the perfect way to say something. And it's just not the most important thing, to be honest. Like her confidence and her belief in getting on these calls is the most important thing. Now, did she have some sales guidance in terms of the fact that she's already done sales in the past? Sure. And did she go through value-centered sales? Sure. But ultimately, I really want you to see that the biggest factor that's happening here is that she got on the phone believing people would want to hire her, and so they're saying it. Um, so I'm I'm just super curious to see. And I so I've been trying to think about oh, like this is so me of this, but I'm like, well, what if too many of them want to buy it? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with my time, right? So, um, what would be too many? I, I, so I've been trying to think about it. Like, I think basically, like, each coaching client gets an hour long call twice a month. So that, that's two hours a month right there. So I would probably say each of them are going to get probably like four hours of my attention, my direct attention a month, right? I would say at least. So I was thinking if I take five, If I have five open paid spots, that represents basically 24 hours a month of work since I'll have six total clients at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, And that would be um, a $25,000 coaching business already, right? So I'm pretty – I like feel happy with that. Um, I'm a little like – obviously, it's like hard to say no to money. So if more of them want to do that, I'm going to have to think about it. But I also don't want to then – be like, oh, I'm on calls constantly, right? Like, ugh, for the next six months. So I don't know. I think something I would remind you there too is that they're also coming in at a rate that you don't want to be at for six months. So I would just be a little cautious about going above five. Yeah, like that's the thing too is like right. is they're at that lower rate, whereas could I book, you know, clients at the, the higher rate that I'm going to, you know, offer after this? That will represent an extra $1,000. I like going with five. And here's why I like that. <laughs> um, because one, it it fills you up. So like you really kind of are like full with clients at that point, which is beautiful. So that you can kind of like focus on 
like, how are we really building this out? How are we marketing it? And like, basically keeping yourself full ongoingly and like replacing those people, maybe doing um, intensives, whatever we can play with that. But my point is, I think that'd be really nice to have those like locked and loaded. <laughs> um, but I also really like that you could say that in the email, like, hey, I'm only taking five people for their the rest of the year and it's first come first serve. So if you know you want it, you have to let me know now. If you want to get on the phone, you can wait, but the spots might go. So I think that sometimes it can be triggering for people to hear how confident Sam is, but I want you to use this as an opportunity to reflect on if you're bringing that level of confidence to your business. I'm not saying you have to express it in the exact way she does or be the same person she is, but what I'm saying is her confidence is so important and it's what makes taking these big actions easy for her. It's what has made growing her business a process that has felt really good to her, right? So what she's basically saying is what if two many people want to buy. And she even said like, that is so me to have that question. And truly it's a beautiful manifestation, right? Because what's going to happen is no matter how this plays out, she believes that people want to buy from her. She believes in that confidence and she's going to have experiences that continue to reinforce that for her. So I really want you to look at this as an opportunity to not go, well, I have to talk and speak and act exactly like that, but to really go, am I showing up with that level of confidence in my own way and in my own flavor and my business? And if not, what's stopping me and how can I clear that? Because this is so important and you're seeing it play out in someone that's at six figures scaling to multiple six figures and is building, you know, a business in a way that like truly feels good to her and has built the life that she wants. And so my point in saying that is like, this is your opportunity to go, what can I look at here for me so that I can continue to build the life and business that I love too? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Um, because if it like, if they still, you know, if it fills up and I still have more of them that want to do it, like, maybe they can pay at the higher rate, like in three months, you know, I can always have that option to open up more spots if I want to, like after three months, you know, when I can really figure out my bandwidth for it. Um, There's also a very different bandwidth involved with onboarding five clients versus like having five and onboarding one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Right. So I think that's another thing to think about too, is like onboarding more than five at one time is going to be really intense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give them the option of starting in the new year still, but. Yeah. And we could even be booking out past that is what I was going to say. You could even be like, okay, well, your higher price point in your February or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. But it's nice because this, the faster you fill yourselves like now, the, the faster we build a waiting list on the back end that creates that consistency, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, obviously, like, if I cut it at five, then I can kind of build a wait list so that I can be building some of the, like, more fundamental, like, marketing pieces of the coaching business so that I don't feel like I'm always, like, doing insane lead gen, which would be nice. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I like that. So let's like focus on five. I would definitely say that in email because I think that adds a really awesome piece of urgency that we want to hit on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, depending on how fast that happens, like that even gives you reason to email. Like you could email and be like, hey guys, you know, like two spots left. If you've been thinking about it, let me know. Like it, it helps you almost do like a countdown in a way if you want to. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Uh, I also just like love that like that's the frame you're taking. I think that's so <laughs> important, right? Which is to be like, oh, I'm probably going to overfill this. So I really need to like plan for that instead of like, what if I don't, then what's the next move, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I I had 28 calls. So yeah. I I definitely think like the likelihood of me getting five is like decent at totally. the very least. So um, well, especially because yeah. a handful have already asked. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I had like four people, four or five people, like literally just ask on the call without me even prompting them in any way. Another thing I really want to point out for you here that I would love for you to reinforce in the email a little bit too, is how ridiculously amazing <laughs> this is priced. <laughs> yeah. Compared to like the standard norm for business coaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like any of these people have been in that realm a ton or if they've had coaches before or whatever. I'm assuming no. So I just want you to be like so clear about that because 833 a month could seem like a lot. But when you think about 833 a month compared to like most standard coaches are charging like 2K a month plus. Yeah. You're getting like over 50% off. It's like a pretty epic deal. (laughs) Yeah. And I did speak to that, like to a few of them on the calls. Like I said, like, you know, I've, um, you know, it's first time I'm offering this scholarship. Like, I don't know if I will offer it again, but, um, you know, I am the people who were asking about working with me. I was like, you know, I I am thinking about offering it at like a special price because you guys did like take the time to do all this and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm probably just going to like spin that language up into the email. Yeah. Um, but yeah. be be so clear how special that price is. Yeah, for sure. Like I would say something like this is a, over 50% off like the standard coaching rates. Yeah. Okay. So that they're not like, oh, that would be nice. But like maybe I'll find someone cheaper or whatever. You're like, no. Nah. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. That's not going to happen. These are the best rates you're ever going to find. Right. For sure especially for your level of knowledge. But anyway, just like really hitting on that point to to frame it for them. Because again, they may not even know. We just want to make sure we push that forward. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm not like, I just have to sit down and write it, but I don't really like feel any sort of way about it. So that's good. I just have to like write it and actually focus on doing that for a few minutes. But it's just like, you know, I mean, if they're not expecting to be pitched, I don't know what world they're living in. So I don't feel weird about pitching them. 100%. Not only expecting, but I imagine that most of them want to be. Like, they want that help. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Okay, so tell me about the VA stuff. So I had, I think I ended up having, like, five calls. Um, So I ended, I chose... One person, like two people pretty much stood out. I kept getting fucking in, like applications in. So I finally cut it. I was like, no, I'm only having five interviews. Like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. So um, I had like two people who were really sticking out. But one person that I was like vibing with a little bit. And it's so funny. She is um, went to UF. So I was like, wow, everybody in my life is just from Florida right now. That is funny. I yeah. mean, I guess we'll forgive her. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, rude that she's not an old, but, um, but I told, yeah, I literally told my husband, I was like, right. He was like, you can't hire a gator. And I was like, no, but she's working for me. Like, so what does that say? 
So that makes it um, easier. Yeah, no, but she's super nice. And I just liked her energy and everything. And I was like, super clear on all the interviews. Like, I'm really like, not here. Like, please ask me any questions you want. But I'm really not here for like, trying to limp through a thing that maybe I didn't explain clearly enough. And then it's the deadline. And it's not right. Like, I'm not here for that. So, um, you know, obviously, again, like radical personal responsibility, communication, all that kind of stuff. So and I kind of was upfront with them about just like, you know, I've managed teams in my full time jobs, but this is the first time I'm bringing someone on. So like, I really need someone who's going to like raise their hand and be like, you know, I think that we can do this in a different way and it will be better. Um, So so, yeah, I ended up choosing someone. So I have her onboarding call tomorrow. Yeah. So feeling good about it so far we'll see I have to like sit down and it's so funny in all these coaching calls I was like you know it's really important to set set up systems and processes in your business so that you know they're there for when you're ready to outsource so it's not like chicken or the egg you're too busy so you need to outsource but you don't have time to document anything and I was basically saying that because that's what's about to happen to me so I'm gonna have to like sit down and try and document everything like today and tomorrow um which just is what it is. Like, I should take my own advice, but it's fine. Well, here's something I would really offer, and I think is maybe, like, just an important starting point, is, like, we're assuming we picked the right person, but we still don't actually know, right? Right, yeah. So in saying that, what I what I mean is, let's find out, which is, like, let's give her one task. Mm-hmm. And have her do that task really well and make sure that she picked up on directions, that she followed the directions, that she learned quickly, that she did it in a way that we liked it all before we give her anything else. Okay. And so the the beauty of that is you only have to write out one process. <laughs> right, right. But the beauty of it is also that you don't sit down and try to write out five and then try to give her five and then turns out she's shit and now we just wasted all this time, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Giving someone like one thing and and, like having them not perfect it per se, but basically like really nail it before we give them the second thing is like the fastest way to figure out like, are we a fit? Are we not? If we are great, here's your next thing. If we're not cool, we didn't like dive so deep that I like now feel like I can't get rid of you kind of thing, right? Yeah, for sure. So I would do that. Like what's the one task you can start with on her? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, I can easily just have her prep content for, like, just one client. And because I haven't, like, systematized the processes across all of my clients, like, it'll that's fine. Like, because they are going to be different processes for a few of the different clients. So I can just have her do just that. You know, the next client that I know needs content coming up, I can do that. I could basically go on and on about this all day, but I will try to simplify it, which is the idea of onboarding a new team member. So the thing I see so many entrepreneurs struggle with is they bring on a team member and they're like, here are the 17 tasks, here are all my passwords, here are all the things, have at it. And then they're disappointed. And I I really, really believe the smartest, most efficient, best way to onboard a team member is to start with one task first so you can find out if they're the right fit along the way. So what do I mean by that? I mean, giving them one thing to do, give them instructions, allow them to do that task really, really well, and then move on. 
it is absolutely so difficult for you to know if someone is the right fit from day one. And you don't want to be in a position where you've given them 17 tasks, all your passwords, everything else, when you find out they're not the right fit. You want to know that you have absolutely and clearly onboarded them in a way that ensures that before they're moving to the next task, they have the first one nailed and you're continuing to make sure they're the right fit for you along the way. This will leave you potentially spending more time at the beginning, but it's going to leave you so, so, so much happier at the end because you're gonna truly have right fit, right team members, and you're gonna know the tasks are being done correctly too, which is of course the most important reason we're hiring team to begin with. That's perfect too, because then you're not like, <sighs> we're not trying to plan for the worst, but like if she doesn't do a great job, then you're not cleaning up five clients. There's like one that you have to fix, right? Yeah, for sure. Which is important because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're, um, your service level is compromised because of this either. And so all you're doing is being really, really smart about protecting yourself and making sure this works out how you want it to. I'm sure it will be fine and beautiful, but it will be nice to actually practically see that before you move on. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of like structured, like I told her, like, you know, we're going to two-step it, obviously. So like, I'll still have time to review, especially in the beginning, anything that she's prepping before it goes Mm -hmm. to the client and stuff like that. How many hours did you hire her for initially? So I told her we could probably, we'll probably do the first month, like around 20 hours, just like so we can get up and running. But then I told her it's going to be 30 to 40, um, like moving forward. Okay. So even more perfect because then you don't have to like, you're not worried about filling her time at this moment. You're like, let's just see if she can do this one task really well. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Cool. So yeah, I would just start with one thing, one client, definitely focus on getting that email out. I think that you are in a super great position. I think we could totally fill these five spots. Um, Let's go with the digital strategy bonus. Anything else we're missing or does that feel pretty good? Um, I think that's it. I have like $6,000 in open proposals right now for the agency. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's just like still dragging their feet, which is crazy to me. It's taking so long. But um, I've had some like one-off projects come through, like that one client who wanted to do like an audit and a full strategy before they started. So like that's – I'm working on that now. Um, I have like another client who is launching a course. So she said she like might want to do that as a project one off. So I have like kind of that stuff, but it's like nothing regular. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I went and looked at it today and I basically have like $6,000 in open proposals. So we'll see. Do you know what I feel like is interesting about that? Hmm. Is that like, I feel like things... So one of my mantras is everything always works out perfectly for me. And I feel like you kind of live life with that in mind as well. Um, And I feel like that's kind of what's happening here because it's giving you time to actually get this VA, to actually get onboarded, to get through that week of, you know, 28 calls, to get a team member set up, to get through these next little bit of pitches and clients. And so like, they'll probably all come through exactly when they're meant to, like in a way, thank God they haven't yet, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have killed myself last week. (laughs) Um, But it's, like, fine because it's, like, I don't need – again, like, do I want it? Yeah, obviously. But only because it's a benchmark, like, that I was, like, want – would like to hit, right? So I'm just, like, kind of letting it – so basically, like, I have three – like le- like discovery calls for the agency this week and they all kind of like came my way. I'm not doing active lead gen right now because I have so many proposals out. So it's fine. Like I'm good with it. But basically if I fill out all those proposals, the agency's like I said, like going to be at 200. Like basically all we're, we're blowing past 150 basically. Yes. So. That's amazing. And like just so much kudos to you for one, being able to take the mindset around, like, of course, this is done. We're blowing past 150, but also for like onboarding the VA now so that you're prepped for that. Like, I just think that's the perfect position to be in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, knowing me, I'm going to be like, yeah, so now we're going to go, we're going to go for 300 like next. And I'm like, all right, well, we need to start figuring out, we need to pull back. We need some team members to do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, so it'll be interesting. Like, over the next two months, just like figuring out just because like I've been doing so much over the last two months. So like figuring out over the next two months, like what's the vision for next year, really? Um, You know, as the business continues to like evolve, really. Totally. And it's about to get way more clear once we know like how many clients did we onboard? How many are waiting for next year? How many of the agency people came through? You're just in that like awkward phase almost of like letting all that play out. Yeah, like I kind of feel like I can't make any like educated decisions right now, which is fine. But um, like I don't even know what I'm going to want right now in three months because it kind of just depends. Yeah, totally Um, agree. So, so yeah, we'll see. It's cool, but weird, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Congratulations, though. Like such a cool place to be where you're like, my growth is happening so fast. I don't, I can't even plan what's next yet. Like great problem to have, right? Something I want to touch on to round out this session is the idea that adaptability and detachment is so key in growing a business. And it's so key in scaling a business too. So Sam is waiting on proposals. She's was going to the 150K mark. She's potentially looking at passing 200K. And she's saying, my growth is happening so fast. They don't even know what's next. That is okay. I think that sometimes as business owners, we give ourselves such a hard time and think that we should know the next 13 steps. And if we don't, we should stop everything we're doing to make a plan for the next 12 months. And like, that's just not true. What we're doing right now is scaling a business. And so we're watching what's happening. Like, are we getting way more leads for the agency? And and can we onboard this really amazing team member? And how much is she helping? And what does that look like? How fast are the applications and the interest coming in for coaching? How can we handle that? And what does that look like? That ability to be adaptable based on what is happening is so freaking crucial because we're seeing what's working the best, what's working the fastest, what's coming at us right now to get us to the ultimate goal, right? Which we know is multiple six figures, right? And so having our eye on the prize and then adapting as the information and data and experiences come in is the fastest way to scale. When you're trying to be so rigid and go, no, it can only look like this no matter what. And if I don't know the next 13 steps, I have to plan them out perfectly. You're just wasting time. If you're taking in the data on what's working and detaching from it looking a certain way, you will scale with so much more ease and you will scale so much more quickly. It doesn't always feel the most comfortable because it feels uncertain, 
But what we are certain about is that opportunities and clients and money are presenting themselves. And we just have to keep looking at what's happening, what the data says, and what the next best step is. And that makes scaling happen just in the in the most easeful way. And again, the uncertainty is uncomfortable, but in terms of the results you're getting and the path you're taking, that's the way to do it in my opinion. And I think Sam is beautifully demonstrating that for us right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm already like, hmm, what am I going to get, give or get myself after I get new cl- all these new coaching clients? Yeah. Like, what's the answer to that? I don't really know yet. Um, I don't know. Mama needs a new pair of AirPods. So that <laughs> might happen. But usually I like really reward myself with like services. So I'll probably like have a, a spa day. I mean, I'm, we are going on vacation after Thanksgiving and I'm fully getting full on spa services. But uh, so maybe I'll just like upgrade that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, you're about to have a lot to celebrate. You're about to blow by 150 and have five clients. So get ready to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> it's sure, going to take so. more than AirPods, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It, I don't feel like, you know, I'm in a, the freaking camper and outside of Nashville and we got stuck in the mud while we were traveling over the weekend. So I don't no. feel abundant in my travel life right now. But uh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. You got stuck in the mud. Yeah, I hear you, though. You're like, um, so I just, like, dug my camper out of the mud. And then I'm thinking about my celebratory spa services. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's 200K. And I am stuck in in um, the middle of nowhere. Great. Good. It's going well. <laughs> no, I swear I'm a professional. No, but it was, it was fine. But um, but also, hard. like, just the coolest fucking thing ever for it to be both ways. Because I think when we think about, like, professional or whatever, it feels so, like, office or whatever. It's like you're about to have a 200K business and you're doing that. Like, that's pretty magnificent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Beautiful. It's all good and all fun. So, All right, my dear. Um, shoot me that email. Uh, if you want me to look over it, happy to add edits. And... Just keep me posted. Let's like really drill down on converting some of these and seeing how we can work them through that sales process. I know you're pretty strong on the sales process in general, but obviously the coaching piece is new. So as much as you need to reach out around that, like let's work through it. Let's get them through the sales process and let's get you buffed. Perfect. Sounds good. Beautiful. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.